0: We are continuing our series of scriptures to live by. And we are in Romans 8 this morning, and I don't know if you've noticed or not, but I've been trying to slip in as much Romans 8 as possible. Last week, our first scripture reading were the last verses from this chapter, and then Barbara also read uh, from chapter 8 this morning, beginning at verse 18. And so we are going to hear just these two short verses from Romans chapter 8, verses 26 and 27. Listen for the word of God. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, Knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. The Word of God for the people of God. God. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, may the meditations of our hearts, may the words of my mouth be acceptable unto you, O God, our rock and redeemer. Amen. This has been quite a week, has it not? I um, have not felt led to preach on this week's events this morning. Um, I did release a pastoral statement yesterday, so if you're wondering kind of what I think about things, um, you can check that out. It's on our website. Um, But it has been a very interesting week um, to have this particular set of scriptures rolling through one's head. I'm sure that there are those of you who are offering prayers of thanksgiving and prayers of joy, prayers of elation, and others are offering prayers of angst and perhaps anger and just wondering what is happening. There's so much change that is going on. And what I want us to do is gather all of this up and let's funnel it into the scriptures that we just heard. Years ago, when I was in my first appointment, And I may have told you this story before, but I'm telling it again. There was a woman who was a pillar of the church, a real saint of the church, a faithful giver, faithful in everything she took on in the church. And she called me one day. She was in her late 70s. And she called me one day and she said, I would like to make an appointment with you because I want to come talk to you about something. And I said, okay. And I wondered maybe if it was a family problem or something like that. And she came in. She had a Ph.D., and so she was always very organized, and so she had her little piece of paper in her lap written, and on it was written what she wanted to ask me about. And she said, I take the prayer list home with me every week from church, and I add to that prayer list the other concerns that I know of. And I pray over that list every day. I said, That's wonderful. She said, Here's my question Am I praying right? That's a heck of a question to ask. Am I praying right? And so as we consider these words that the Apostle Paul has offered us today, actually, the answer to that question would be no. But I also think that wrapped up in her question, was she praying right, was also the question, does God hear me? And based on what we hear in these verses, the answer to that is yes. All of our prayers over the events of the last few weeks, months, years, none of them have been right. But God does hear us. There's a word that appears in Romans chapter 8 several times, and that word is groan. In the first scripture reading that we heard, Paul talks about the groaning of creation, awaiting redemption, awaiting the complete redemption in which everything will be made right, in which God will Buy back all that has gone wrong and make it right. And within the groaning of creation, we have our own groaning because we await God's action, because we live in the not yet. Our affirmation, our belief is that Jesus has accomplished all of the salvation that needs to happen, but we live in a time in which we await the completion of that. And so we groan along with creation, awaiting God's complete redemptive action in the cosmos. But there's another who groans, and that is the Spirit. When we are baptized, when we take on the mantle of discipleship, the Spirit takes up residence within each of us and begins the work of sanctification. Continually working within us, continually working on us, making us ever more and more like the God who has claimed us. But that spirit groans within each of us. There's another remarkable word in this particular set of verses. Consider all the ways we talk about God, the different metaphoric words that we use. God is our rock. God is our redeemer. God is our salvation. God is our sword and our shield. God is the one who nurtures us. There are all these words that we use to talk about God, but Paul uses a set of words here to talk about God that we don't encounter anywhere else. And that is that God is the heart searcher. And the image that it brings to mind is the divine with a flashlight going through all those dark places of our inner being. That's kind of an uncomfortable image, isn't it? I'm not sure that I want the divine flashlight flashing around inside here. But yet, God is the one who searches the heart. And what God is searching for is the groaning of the spirit. Because in that groaning... In that groaning is the connection between the Spirit, between us, and between all creation. In that groan, and that is what the heart searcher is looking for. N.T. Wright writes these wonderful words about this, and I want to offer them to you we discover that the transcendent Creator is continually in communion with the Spirit who dwells in the hearts of God's people. God understands what the Spirit is saying even though we do not. God hears and answers the prayer which we only know as painful groanings the tossings and turnings of an unquiet spirit standing before its maker with the pains and puzzles of the world heavy on its heart. There is a challenge here to every church and every Christian to be willing to shoulder the task of prayer of this kind. Prayer in which we are caught up in the loving groaning, redeeming dialogue between the God of the universe and the Spirit. Every prayer we offer is inadequate. Every, every word that we can think of doesn't even come close to capturing the pressing, crushing need of a world, a world which so needs to hear the word of love, the word of mercy, the word of grace. No word can begin to capture that. No eloquence, no poetic forms can begin... To capture that, and yet, God hears. God hears the groan which contains within it the prayer that is too deep for words. My friends, we do not know how to pray as we ought. But yes, God does hear us.